0: Welcome. Got any spoons? I'm your host, Anne. I'm not a medical doctor and I do not give medical advice. I do share my personal experiences, tips, tricks, and life hacks for dealing with chronic illness, disability, and pain. There is a very ugly thing that happens in the medical community, and now there's research suggesting... That my fellow zebras EDS sufferers may suffer from this issue even more, which is medical gaslighting. And if you're not familiar, gaslighting is uh, in psychological, technical terms, the technical term is crazy making. Uh, so that's fun. Science Direct has recently published a uh, study and it is entitled Clinician-Associated Traumatization from Difficult Medical Encounters, Results from a Qualitative Interview Study on the ellers danlos Syndromes. Please pardon me uh, for reading to you, but I believe they say it best and this is their abstract of their study. It says patients with hypermobile Ehlers-Danlos syndrome often experienced psychological distress resulting from the perceived hostility and disinterest in their clinicians. We conducted 26 in-depth interviews with patients to understand the origins of this trauma and how it could be addressed in practice. We found that the cumulative effects of numerous negative encounters led patients to lose trust in their healthcare providers and the healthcare system, and to develop acute anxiety about returning to clinic to seek further care. We describe this as clinician-associated traumatization. Ultimately, our interviewers interviewees described the result of this traumatization are worse, but preventable health outcomes. I'm very happy that there are researchers and scientists and people in the medical community studying this phenomenon. However, when you read the entire article, um, the end result is the same. The patients have no say in this, that it's the medical community that needs to acknowledge they're failing, educate themselves and do better. Uh, Yeah. I don't see how that's going to happen because that's part of the fight that we have. They have no desire to learn about the complicated nature of, um, EDS and they definitely want to pass the baton. They're not in any shortage of work. Why would they take on something so complex and frustrating and learn? They've been in school long enough and, uh, or difficult or complicated and, I have a great example of how this can play out. In 2017, after being diagnosed with severe dysmotility, uh, it was a smart pill that diagnosed that. And that was a requirement to have that specific test should a doctor want to refer their patients to the Cleveland Clinic, which is the number one place for GI motility issues. And when they got the results of my uh, smart pill test, they kindly uh, refused me as a patient. I didn't even get the chance to go, and so that was very disheartening. And we just went with the regular J tubes as medical uh, guidelines recommend. You have to start with an NJ tube, which is your or NG tube, your nasal, your nasal gastric, or your nasal jejunum. Uh, tube, and then you go just to the straight, either to the stomach or the jejunum. And I was going to the jejunum because uh, the so- the small intestine was the best part of the system. It still was very slow, but it gave me the best chance. But after a year and replacing that J-tube every three weeks and having multiple st- multiple stomas placed because of the issues that we now know are EDS and those things stretching. I had the port placed and started on the TPN via that. And my primary recommended that I go to the university hospital in my area. And when I got there, the doctors came in and were just incredulous. They are like, do you know you're on TPN? Yeah. Yeah, doc, I do know I'm on me." Do you know how serious that is, yes, yes, I know how serious that is, and at the time, I had also had a lot of surgeries um, to deal with some of the complications of the j tube of them perforating my bowel that they denied um, of the abscess that took a long time to heal and get out, and hernias caused by the j tube, so I was pretty much a mess and So they admitted me inpatient and I knew kind of what they were doing, but they never told me and they did not make me part of the team. What happened was I would ask for my pain meds and all of a sudden, instead of every four hours, it was every six hours or it was, and then it was every eight hours or I'm sorry, we can't give you that, but we can give you Tylenol if you like. So they were without telling me, weaning me, of the medications my team prior had deemed necessary to prove to them, themselves, that I didn't need this, that this was in my head. And um, it all came to, to a head on the day that they wanted to discharge me. That's a day I'll never forget. They came as a team, two doctors, on the GI team. Um, and they informed me that uh, they were very concerned for my health and uh, they had weaned me and I was on a soft foods diet. I was not receiving any pain meds. Um, And so they wanted to discharge me, but they wanted to discharge me to the eating disorder clinic so that I could do biofeedback. Because really, The problem was I needed to learn to breathe while I eat. Yep, that was the reason. I did not take that well. And of course, me, I pushed back and I referred to my smart pill study and they asked who did that. And then these doctors proceeded to go back into my medical history for 15 years and um. Tell me that all of it was not necessary um, as far as having my corrective jaw surgery or a pancreatic stent or even a hysterectomy how that's in their purview I have no idea like I made up the stuff that would make it a requirement like I chose a hysterectomy just for you know cosmetics or some type of thing and I was sitting on the bed, one, not really looking at them. I couldn't, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I couldn't believe what they were saying. I know I was visibly upset. My hands were clenched and I was shaking. Nice, nicely timed this little visit from these doctors that my husband was not there. They like to do that too. Um, And then as I'm not responding to them, At this point, when they're going into the medical um, tombs of my past and telling me that none of it was necessary, um, that I am just fine, that it is all in my head, um, they then said they were very concerned about my response. And then I did look at them and just kind of had a very angry face, and they said, we think you need to respond because we're very concerned and we think maybe if you're not able to respond, we're going to need to admit you to the psych unit. Yeah, the psych unit, because I'm mad, because I'm upset, because these doctors are trying to wipe away 15 years of medical history that's valid, but it's not valid because they decided in one week that everything that I've ever done is made up in my head and that I just need to learn to breathe while I eat. Well, I did collect myself and I told them that this was the biggest gaslighting experience in the history of gaslighting experiences. And I asked them to leave my room And they continued on about their care, about their concerns, and that they really felt that I should be in the psych unit. And again, I said, you need to leave now, and I'll be calling the patient advocate. And they left, but not like they didn't skedaddle out of the room. They weren't going to take my request and just get out. They they definitely dragged their feet, and the whole time, I and hawing, telling me I really should be in the psych unit. I was discharged later that day with nothing more than a referral to the eating disorder clinic. So I followed up with my GI doctor relatively quickly to let him know that they had uh, discontinued all of that, which he had put in place for my health. And he was flabbergasted. He's like, it's it's right here in black and white. Your your smart pill tests are there. How could they say this? And he was he was so dumbfounded that the doctors and of the tertiary center in our area would be so obtuse. And I gotta agree with them. I desperately wish that I had a, a tip, trick, or life hack that would effectively deal with. The gaslighting our community receives just about every time we go to the doctors, whether it's the actual doctor or the staff, because uh, we talked about getting through the gatekeepers um, and that type of thing, and that's another level of of gaslighting that we deal with. Um, and I don't, I don't have the tip the trick or the life hack to deal with gaslighting other than you know your body better than anybody else. You know what they're saying isn't true. And if they refuse to work with you, your option is to move on. And sometimes that doesn't feel like it's an option because you're in a specialty that there aren't many doctors. Sometimes it feels like it's not an option because your insurance doesn't cover anybody but this obtuse doctor that you're dealing with. And sometimes it doesn't feel like it's an option because you're just freaking tired and you worked your butt off to get this appointment and have been dismissed, have been minimized, have been told that it's in your head that you're crazy or that everything is 100% valid and because it's so difficult and complicated, they're just not going to help do nothing before they do any harm. Doing nothing is doing harm people. So I need to take a break. Obviously I can get pretty emotional and pretty dang upset about this. So, uh, how about you take a break too? drink some soothing, um, elixir of yours or take a shower or a hot bath, call your mom or your dad or your bestie and tell them you love them and come back. And we will write this train to a more positive track so that we can continue this week with a starting with a good foot, a positive foot, you know, on the right foot, not the left one. Got to start with the right one. Welcome back. Thanks for hanging in with me that first half. I know it was pretty rough and, uh, that's sometimes the reality of our situation. It can be pretty rough. I'm a real human being. I don't have all of this, uh, figured out. And for me, um, given the very terrible last week that I had with the medical system, uh, and doctors i need to take a break from the doctors and i'm i'm going to do that but i started writing a list during the break of positive things that i could do that i have control over um, and i thought immediately of the iowa gunkle maurice on tiktok and how he says to smile at strangers and to say kind things to yourself and those nasty voices in your head, they're lying. Just let them know they're lying. So thank you, Maurice, for your very strong uh, start to my list of things to do that have positive outcomes. Because when I smile at strangers, it usually does go very well. Maybe because I'm in the Midwest, maybe that wouldn't go so well if I lived someplace else. But if you're struggling, it's, it has been the wintertime. If you can get out into the sun, great if you can take a little walk, and I don't mean um, a mile, I don't even mean around the block. If you're able to walk a couple houses down and turn around and walk a couple houses back to yours, hey, that's winning and it gets you out. You've done something positive for your body. Maybe you could do a puzzle so you can do something positive and challenging for your mind and it's a pretty picture. Maybe it's fun dogs. You could also write a letter and uh, say some positive things about your friend and memories that you guys share that are of a positive nature. I think we talked about coloring postcards the other day. Um, Today would be a great day to color a postcard, maybe send it to an elder, somebody who's having a birthday in the near future, um, that type of thing. If you are able to eat today, why don't you splurge? on your favorite food, whatever that is. Maybe today is the day that you get your favorite. And um, we already talked about watching funny videos, whether they be dog or cat videos. If you're on TikTok and it starts a doom scrolling on you, stop, turn it off, tell TikTok that you're not interested in those videos. You can go searching, search for funny dog videos, funny cat videos, funny whatever videos, but you don't have to listen to their algorithm. You can watch the videos that you want to watch. So just be mindful that you don't have to endure that which they feed you. Um, And the tried and true, listen to upbeat music and maybe do a karaoke session in your living room or your car and dance and sing and let everybody else around you see that you're dancing and singing in your car. And some of them will get a big kick out of it and they'll laugh because I know I do this regularly. And some of them are going to think you are a crazy person. What does it matter? Who cares? Am I driving safely? Yes. Am I at a light when I'm dancing? (laughs) yes, I'm at a stoplight. So uh, not hurting anybody. I'm actually making some people quite happy and the other people, well, they're going to have to deal with their bad moods all by themselves. Okay. Trigger warning, puke. I just got done with all of that. And my body is like, no, and we don't agree. You are preaching way beyond your level. And it's just a bunch of (laughs) bull hockey. So, uh I had to hit the mute button, hit the pause, and physically puke physically made myself sick, trying to be the positive person all right, but it, hey, I'll think that that's just the negativity that's pewing out of me that needed to come out, and I will still put a positive spin on it and if that makes me hurl yet again, so be it. I'm tired of this. I need to be positive. I'm taking control. The guys, the gals in the white ivory tower with their matches and their torches and their gaslighting, be damned. I am not having it anymore. So if you wanna join me, wonderful. If you have a story of gaslighting, I think it needs to be heard. I think that's what needs to be out there because we can't change it. And I don't know that the doctors are gonna be finding and searching out ways to improve, but maybe we can tap into their humanity, and we can share some of the most egregious gaslighting that's out there. And I know it's not hard; you can find it doom scrolling all you want. But if you want your story to be heard, please reach out to me. Uh, the email is got any spoons at gmail dot com. If you want to read. If you want me to read your story, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, um, I'd love to have you. You don't have to be positive. (laughs) That's part of what's whatever you want to share. And if you do have tips, tricks, and life hacks that you've found useful, I also would love to hear that. It's uh, totally up to you what you want to do. But we are a group, the Zebras, the EDS crowd. They need to support each other and I believe you and you're not alone and I love you. You are loved. Those things are all true and I'd really like you to keep them in mind. Um, Have them written down when you have to deal with the doctors and the medical community and that type of thing. I I will put a link to the Science Direct article that I mentioned Um, so you can look at that and, uh, I think that's all I've got. So this is a short episode. Um, please hit the follow button. Please share with your friends. I am starting a new venture today and I'm excited to tell you about it, but also nervous. So I'm not going to say anything about it until it's, it's gotten going. So, um, have a wonderful day. And remember, what am I going to say? You're not alone and you're loved. Talk to you next week.